0: Hey, Moan. What up, DK? Hey, hey. Uh, uh, Yeah. uh,
1: Yeah. You know what
0: day it is, DK. I'm
1: pretty sure that I do. The
0: day will call me out if we don't start this thing off right. Today is hump day. There's a little bit more emphasis right there because I feel like last week we we dropped the ball on that one, DK. (laughs)
1: I wasn't waiting for any bell after that masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) You broke the bell with that Uh, thing. To do it anyway, man. There it it is. is. You give us a hump day of that quality. It's coming. Hi, everybody. He's Ramon Foster. 11 years starting National Football League guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Also had something to do with some school that wears orange at some point or other. Evan, fight me. Fight me,
0: Evan. If you ever fight me right, is that a longhorn hoodie? Now, we can we can do this in the SEC. They banned it in the Big 12, DK. You know, that's my college stuff. You, I know oh, you don't geez. do the college thing. Mm, I can't wait to be in a stadium, DK, and doing that so bad. God, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Horns down, baby, at all times in the SEC, DK.
1: I uh, guess so. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> uh. We're going to talk about the defense to get this one started today. We really are. Yeah, because yeah. nobody does this. I, I find that the, the defense in general just gets borderline ignored. You know, you know? and And it's been, well, you know why? Why? I, I feel like it, it's just become a non-sexy subject because it's just become about survival. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay? It's been... All right, here's the guys who are left. You know, you have your outside linebackers. You have a couple of guys on the line, although I don't believe that either Cam Hayward or Larry Ogunjobi is at 100%. Uh, You can tell. Yep. And from there, what are you looking at? You have no safeties, no safeties, and no inside linebackers. It's crazy. Patrick Peterson, of course, has... Taking one for the team, he slid across to safety. The fact that we don't hear his name all that much is probably a positive. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, wow, Moan. I mean, you want to talk about putting it together, patchwork. Uh, It's more than patchwork. DK
0: is holding on by a thread. And still, the squad is only giving up, DK. Let me get my numbers correctly. This defense is only still giving up 19.6 points a game. That's seventh in the NFL. With all of those issues right there, the structure, to your point, is good. Nobody likes to talk about the defense because here's the thing, too. Pittsburgh is huge on defense, so much so that it's the normal thing to talk about. It's almost expected, right, DK? Mm -hmm. And as long as you got Cam, as long as you got TJ, as long as you got Alex, and as long as you got some young guys, it seems like nobody pays attention to it. We definitely will talk about what it means if we get Mika back this week for sure. But as far as I hate to even use this old cliche and, and, and saying, long as the standard stays the standard on the defense, it really ain't one of those situations where you got to harp on too much. DK, is that the one facet of Pittsburgh that somewhat stayed the same? Is the standard has remained the standard defensively?
1: It is, and you can appreciate that um, both through watching them, through seeing you know, through seeing the results and all that other stuff. I, I'm going to share with you last night at the Penguins game. You know, Cam Hayward was over there and he he did the uh, it's a, I remember what he yelled out actually it was it was one <laughs> of their but he he was given the microphone and he just uh you know it's a great day for hockey I think it was what it was yeah and he let it fly he did and now he did this seconds before Washington scored which he's going to hear about <laughs> okay. And, and the penguins ended up losing, which he's also <laughs> going to hear about. However, the response that he got from the crowd, it was, you know, all pro defensive tackle. Cam Hayward. Place went bonkers. Okay. Yeah. And he's doing his thing in front of the camera. And you can see the reaction was there because there's there's still some defense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always gonna be defense in this city. Yeah. And to see the place react to him like that amid everything that's been so, you know, steady about this franchise, that's really cool. It is really cool.
0: And Cam such is such a fixture in Pittsburgh culture. Like all the way through his charity works he's done, the Walter Payton Man of the Year numerous times at this point, DK, um, he is Pittsburgh through and through. Um, he was born to be it, and he shows it at all times too, my brother. Like, and and he's also this—he's what Pittsburgh embodies: blue collar, don't complain, hard work, out loud when you need to be, right? But yeah. but he embodies everything that this city is. So even if they lost, his teammates gonna let him have it. DK when he walk in that locker room, like, dang, you can't even get the team going, the hockey team going. But when you <laughs> you, you do those types of things, you win over the hearts. Went over the city, uh, you win over extensions of contracts and stuff like that. When you're that type of dude, I- I'll say this I don't think people, I think people are, you know, uh, unsure what the era is going to be post Ben, right? Oh man, mm-hmm. this is finally can you imagine? I mean, he's he's the next one up if we're being all the way honest, but like the farewell tour to Cam will get. Uh, and, and what he stood for and also this man another one of those dudes as it stands right now unless Mason gets hot as heck no ring but he's still a damn legend I'm talking about ring of honor legend I'm talking about enough as far as his NFL you know his NFL resume he's in contention for a gold jacket of some sort I don't know if he's first ballot I don't know which ballot he is but he's got a strong case as it stands right now DK
1: James wants to know if we're going to give Mike Tomlin credit for the defense. This is like James's way of daring us. Do you see? Do you feel? Do you feel that little finger I'm coming out of that games. balloon there? James is going. Are you going to give it a? Get us back whenever, on. whenever things go well, you credit everybody. Whenever things go poorly, you blame everybody. Mm-hmm. This is the part that I, I don't have a problem doing at all. Okay, I thought that the Steelers' overall scheme for Seattle that their overall mindset and that their overall state of readiness for a road game in, in that atmosphere, that potential atmosphere didn't turn out to be all that hot. <laughs> 20% of it was Steelers fans. Love that. Right. But that's part of it too. That's mm-hmm. part of the whole, let's, you know, take over your trap. As you're always saying, Tomlin says the credit for all of this, for what happened in Seattle. Okay. In always goes back to the same source the same way that we say the buck stops here when things go badly for the Steelers (laughs) Mike Tomlin had a hell of a week everybody he did okay I don't sit here on vendettas and stuff okay when I see stuff that I don't like over a pattern of several years I'll identify it as such but when you're talking about this this past week he pushed every correct button. And I'm not going to bore you guys with a bunch of little mm-hmm. examples, but there were. I a love ton. to hear
0: a couple of them, DK. You got well, a couple.
1: You, you you gave one yesterday with the NFL films, one that was fantastic. And it's funny, Man. the the overwhelmingly positive reaction that that got from Steelers fans, including some that just said, "I'm sorry, you're my coach," <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and stuff like that. And I'm like, "Wow, that's quite the turnaround." Okay, I think that this this franchise has grave broader concerns with some of their methodologies. Yeah, okay. That's fair. And I, I think that's a very real thing that we were talking about after those two and 10 wins or those losses to those two and 10 teams. But when you got a good week and you say to somebody, Hey, you had a good week. Guess what? Yeah. This doesn't doesn't change your broader point. It doesn't. And it nor doesn't. does your broader point less than that. He had a hell of a week leading yeah. into Seattle, and including Seattle. I, I think
0: this this quote right here, not this one, from Greg, man, might end up on the shirt because it was that good. It was that period. And those, Greg, to your point, Greg puts up on the screen, man, I love to hear a couple, too, uh, a couple of freaky blank routinely. He said that killed him. That basically means it, it made him feel good. You saw a different aspect of Coach Tomlin that I, I think we as players see. Those little small conversations that he's probably drilling in mm-hmm. to, to George Pickens is the stuff that he gets players a tick with,
1: right? Jo- individually. Individually. Indiv- very individually. He's going to speak to George in a different language than he's going to speak to somebody else. Uh, you saw that. You lived that, Moan. He didn't yeah. talk to you the same way he talked to Marquise. Mm-hmm. you both really smart guys. It's just a different way of communicating. Way
0: different reason uh way of uh communicating this reminds me so much of you remember you've heard him say this what did he what did he call Mike Mike Wallace you remember that as far oh, as yeah, as,
1: one trick pony one trick pony
0: what did Mike Wallace do with that one trick pony he mortgaged that into a huge second deal.
1: I don't think he needed a mortgage by the time he got that second deal. He could pay for that house in cash.
0: He could, but that's one of those little when – I, when I tell y'all, it's it's the small things that get guys drink the Kool-Aid, run through a brick wall when everything's stacked up against you that he's probably doing with with, with George Pickens. George, we know you can play, but all you do right now is freaky stuff. Do that freaky stuff often, and it ain't just him. I'm sure he's going at Broderick Jones. I'm sure he's calling Cam the old man. I'm sure he's going at TJ, talking about. I don't know if he go at TJ. Do you
1: go at TJ? Hey, TJ's just TJ, and, and, and uh, he, TJ. The other thing with TJ is he's so low maintenance. He's so low maintenance. What do you have to say to him? Hey, hey TJ, go get him, dude. He, Think about how stupid you'd sound. He
0: might be the. He'll go at the entire defense instead of TJ individually because. Sitting here now, I can't knock TJ on much. He ain't old. He's done everything you needed him to do. He's a sack leader right now. He's probably the only one at this point, though, that you just like, yeah, I ain't got nothing for you. Minka, he's probably like, hey, Minka, you going to play ball with us this week? Like, it's those little things right there that makes a coach a coach, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, And, and, and that's what's so unique about it. I'm glad that clip was put out. I don't know if the NFL have to ask for permission for that um but uh, it was good.
1: nfl films has its own set of rights and the teams have to clear it after the fact like they'll say hey we got this what do you think yeah. and then if you think about who the powers that be are at the steelers there's some common sense there yeah, it makes yeah. everybody look good it makes george look good which also matters is george is sitting over there going yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna get him. i'm gonna get him. No. <laughs> yeah, I want not... to deal with this. Brent, Brent says, "Don't talk to me about how he was prepared for Seattle when they lost to Pats and Cards." Fair. See, this is, but this is, it, this is <laughs> what happens though. We start thinking of this stuff like politics. Yeah. Okay, you don't have to jump on a side to stay there through a hundred percent of all of the arguments. He can be prepared for Seattle, and he can have been an absolute catastrophe for the New England and Arizona games. Yeah. Both things can be true. As Moan and I just said here, the bigger picture bigger picture can still have many problems that need to be addressed and ultimately solved, while at the same time, he can have found himself something for Seattle. Absolutely. And he did. All of them did. They they all
0: did, DK. And the other thing, too, about the the friggin' uh uh Patriots in Arizona game is this too, dog. Is, is look at the quarterback play it was low at the time y'all we can make every excuse and have every conversation about how good or bad a team is dk but if you ain't got a guy that can make the plays for you that's holding the ball on every single play beside the center meaning the quarterback then what are we talking about in those games like those were some lowly games man just in general the entire offense man Listen to this bull crap. Golly, DK, you want to hear this real quick offensively? And we want to mm-hmm. talk about a coach being prepared or not. Like the coaches administer the, the plan, the culture, the expectations. Is that fair? hmm That's very fair. You've met players and heard of situations before where the players just either have mental errors, they're just simply dumb, they make a bad play, they run into the kicker, they fumble the ball. Is that a coaching thing? Or is that a player thing, DK? It's mostly player. It's mostly. Mostly. So so here's the thing about the Jacksonville I'm, – uh, I'm not Jacksonville – about the Cardinals game and about the Patriots game. Total offense, okay, 317 yards for this offense, 264. Passing, 187, 182. Like, you needed more those weeks to do something against those teams. And a lot of it was junk yards, too. The New England game – trash it was a terrible game it was also bad quarterback play it was just overall terrible probably thought you can just roll the ball out as players and players get to that point at times it's like yeah we'll beat them you can like nobody really wants to admit that but there are moments where you get caught lacking mentally like yeah we'll just roll the ball out on them now the good teams will turn it on that oh we can't lose this game y'all this team sucks this again is we address the issues of what This Steelers, let's go primarily offense issues are, they're young, no leadership, and really don't have a whole lot of experience when it comes down to how to win game and go out and compete. I think Mason has somewhat interjected that, right? Injected that into him, DK. I think it's more than somewhat, but okay. (laughs) I don't want to give Mason too much credit
1: i do (laughs) i'm sorry i i I haven't seen quarterback play like that you understand one thing about my football life is that i saw you guys play there goes the hand thing that's
0: the hand it won't do it for me
1: i must have something that i can set off but uh, (laughs) (laughs) now i'm totally thrown off here There is you've seen us guys, yeah. I see you because I see you every week, but where am I on Sundays? I'm around the Steelers. Yeah, I don't see other teams, I see the opponent that week. Okay. The number of NFL teams that I see on a given week is two. So for me to see quarterback play like that, the way it used to be, the way it occasionally is for the for the opponent. Wow, man! Yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm very, very much into that. I, I think it's made a big difference. Now back to, yeah, you know, back to the head coach. You asked me to share
0: something. It's, this is
1: going. This is going to be broad. It's not. It, it's not specific. But one one aspect of the message that came across loud and clear was that he wanted, and he stressed this all week long. Players told me he wanted to run the football is he would tell them for the purpose of taking the crowd out of it. Now, I know he did this with you guys. Mm -hmm. No matter how veteran you were, no matter how old you were, he would emphasize the crowd. And I'm thinking to myself, really? Is the crowd that big of a deal, Moan? Does that really resonate with you as an athlete? It does. Um,
0: One, if you're a true competitor – it's, it's it's like uh, Gladiator, right? It's like 300, right? Those types of moves. Troy, when you walk into a stadium, and we're literally walking into those stadiums, those coliseums, right? That those Roman warriors fought in, right? And we're going historical yeah, yeah. on this. <laughs> and all you want to do as an imposer, right? As somebody that's coming in as the opposition, is to shut that crowd up. It, I don't, DK, y'all listening to us, like there's something about it that makes you say, I own you guys right now. You're, you're one thing that you got. Like, you can't touch me in the stands. You you can you can throw something at me, you're going to get kicked out, and you're going to get arrested. The way you can get to me is yelling at me and getting me confused, making sure I can't communicate. Because if I go into your stadium and shut you up, then I've won. That means, number one, psychologically, your team hears that and you're not getting loud. Two, that means I've done everything I need to do as a player, as a team, to shut you up. I own you at this point. That's what it is, DK. So for him saying it controlled the crowd, there were some loud moments, I'm sure, kickoff and all that type of stuff, right? Big run uh, that Walker had. But DK, the idea that you went to what is known widely as the loudest stadium in the NFL,
1: uh, Kansas City is this is probably a, a second, yeah.
0: Yeah, a second, but one and two. Yeah, but you yeah, shut them up. That's no better feeling. And then you gotta get on that five hour flight back to Pittsburgh and you can be as loud as you want on that team playing, DK. Like that's some cold that's some cold blooded stuff, my brother.
1: Yeah, that I mean that's actually when I think about the 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 trip to Seattle and everything that I witnessed out there and heard, that jumps out more than anything is that he really sold everybody on this like he took it to its raw took the whole competition the whole event down to its rawest level it's and famous. said if you run if you knock people over you'll be beating not only them you'll be beating the entire stadium around us to the point you know I told you the Broderick Jones story yesterday and whatever that everybody everybody bought in yeah you know from what yeah. i heard the biggest mouth on the field was that of Pat Friermuth. Who wouldn't <laughs> shut up through the whole game, and this is a guy who didn't touch the football the previous week. I love it, DK. Uh, they, they they were all really really sold in on this, and and for me again, I can I can look at things without again describing yeah. it earlier like politics. You know, I don't think the head coach has had much of a calendar year. I don't yeah. think he's had much of a five year period. I think they're. Major issues that have to be resolved. But when I see on the sideline, Mike Sullivan, who's calling the plays now, is just a few feet away from Tomlin. And there were some runs, and they were successful runs. This was the first half when everything was an automatic five, seven, yeah. nine yards, right? Mm-hmm. And he yells out to Mike Sullivan, throw it, get get aggressive don't yeah. don't be no nothing predictable here we are not sitting here holding anything back what do you know the next ball is downfield pooh completion first, first down, down. Yep. and their third their third down conversions in this game I think I still have that yeah I do their third down conversions in this game regardless of what they were from a from a success rate here it is. Six for 13, which isn't bad, 46%, right?
0: I am going to say, yeah, that's close to 50%, right? That's damn good, D.K., I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, no. Actually, the number that's impressive about it is that it was only 13 attempts, meaning they were moving it pretty well on first and second.
0: Ball control, down.
1: Fourth down two out of three, which is really, really good, okay? It wasn't just that. It's what they did, with those plays, they didn't just cross or inch over the line.
0: Yeah, he threw um, it. we we did. And Najee could have scored again. Can't get over that. Let's let's get ready to go into Haymon because there's some really good ones, DK. But I also have to say this, too, before we go into Heymon. Also, he also beat a stereotype, too, this weekend. What's that? Nobody's talking about it unless you lose. Oh, the West Coast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's two out there. Vegas, because they because they beat the no well no. no they they beat the Rams in Rams SoFi sure did yeah Vegas I'm sorry man it's a long flight but they're not near enough water it's a desert you know <laughs> I, I can't I can't give them coast status that's fair DK that's fair <laughs> but but I want to I want to
0: highlight it before it becomes a you know you know if they'd have lost yeah. that
1: game. Oh, it would have been all West Coast. This when did the plane go and everything else? So can
0: yeah. we in the comments? I'm watching right. Can we get a, just a couple of hand claps of beating that narrative? <laughs> just go ahead and put the hand claps emojis or whatever you want to do. Just let's acknowledge it here.
1: There you go. Nothing like that. Um, now here they come with a true. They're a little <laughs> bit. They're a little. They're a little bit slow here.
0: There it is. wrong Yeah. In with one.
1: yeah. They're going to come in, I'm sure, in the background here there whenever we, we do it. Oh, look at that. Now we're piling now up we're here. Crazy. Look at that. Everyone can. This is why you tune into this show to watch us stick emojis up there. <laughs> look at Ronald It's Draper just acknowledgment. That's cursed. all. Here's a hand with a pinky finger waving, and here comes Dre. By the yeah. way, one of the the coolest thing about these emojis is that the, the, you can choose your your complexion. Your complexion. Yeah, yeah. so you're not, you're not sitting there uh, wondering, hey, that's not me. You're right. Which is just amazing. It is. Where all, where all of this stuff is right now. You know?
0: I love that. Now, that's all I needed, DK. We good to go, man. I thought that was beautiful, man, because those two games could have really made us look real bad out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When we come back, the only segment that actually mattered in the first place.
0: I got the best question for this, and that's hey, Mono, DK.
1: Alan's gonna win with the best Hayman for the day. You got it? You got it, you think? Yeah, because look at it. Hey, hey moon. That's all he's got. He's not interested in your insight, your your experience, your wisdom. That doesn't that
0: doesn't matter to him, right, DK? I'm with you on that one, man. Um man, geez, this is such a good one, too. Chris G, man. Y'all are on fire right now with the replies and everything, too. Um but I see one from Christian. I don't think it's worthy enough to be put on the screen. But he says Bradshaw can't call Mike Tomlin a cheerleader. Has no idea what goes on inside that building. DK, you we've talked about that time and time again. But um, that's always fair. Always fair.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, <clears throat> and this is this is relevant. When the team goes out there flat like they did, especially against the Patriots, and and I did I didn't like Colts either. I didn't like the effort in Indianapolis. I, I mm. didn't like the focus. I didn't like anything about Indianapolis. I should don't leave that one out when you mention the mm-hmm. bad losses. Okay. There's the two, two and ten teams, and then there's Indianapolis, which was just like, Really? Seriously? Now yeah. you're not even trying. But when you look at it from the other perspective, when things go really, really well, I mean, it's it's a factor. It's part part of the head coach's job.
0: It is, man. Um, Three candles. I'm going to keep this one saved uh, just because I love this. Walk in your trap and take over your trap is always big time for us. Almost becoming a secondary Pittsburgh model. What is that? Probably tenfold at this point. You ready for the hey, Mono no, DK?
1: I I definitely am. After Uncle Matt wisely. Points out everybody, come on, 287 likes. It's just
0: barely over a quarter at this point, man. Yeah, like, seriously, about? what we got going on here? Yeah, why, man? Um, but but Kevin Fitzgerald, who's a member, and also Will Smith, I love it if he was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, being that he's from Philly. That Will Smith, I don't think is that Will Smith, but these two guys essentially ask the same question. I saw it twice, and I was like, I thought it was the same person, it's not. I'm gonna put both of them up because they're worthy of it. But Kevin goes, Moan, what is it with? In their quotation marks, I don't want to give Mason too much credit. The team in interview says the same thing like they were coached. Will Smith also says, hey, Mo, why don't you want to give Mason credit? Is there more to the inside the NFL world we don't know? Yes. Yes. I wish I could put both of these up. Here's the thing. You never get too high on your own supply. The moment that you think you're that good or your team is that good. Usually knows that because there's always somebody out there better or an opportunity that you're not prepared for. And you know what you're saying? Well, you're supposed to be prepared for every opportunity. You want to fly level. You know what I tell you? A little bit of anxiety with a little bit of confidence is how you operate. Now, this is the confidence to say Mason killed it, right, DK? But mm-hmm. the anxiety of most athletes is like, don't say that too loud, man. The world is going to know. <laughs> the world is going to know regardless. But I can't be the ones telling you. Mason is balling just because the athletic, the, the, the competitor that that you have to be is to be quiet, confident, is to be good, but let everybody else tell you you're good. Most of this team is probably looking at this situation saying to itself, man, we, we on a roll, but don't talk too much. It's just that psychological warfare that you have to get yourself into week in and week out, because if I think I'm that good and great, I'm probably going to lag a little bit. Instead of watching six hours of film this weekend, independently, I might just watch four. You got to make sure you don't give too much in these moments so that you know you are also still pressing yourself.
1: You know, like. I, I do. I, I, when I hear Tomlin say things like, he did a nice job. <laughs> Twice he did that in Seattle. Once the previous week. He did a nice job. Okay, that's not an accident. He knows exactly what he's doing, mm-hmm. and, and as he occasionally, in a strange mood, will remind reporters, he's not there to put all his secrets out. No. He's there to use the podium for something that might help him win the next week's game, Yo. which is all he cares about. Where Mason is concerned, you know, look, it happened. Yeah, Both of these games happened. Okay. One of the things that the head coach is never crazy about doing, incidentally, in a press conference setting, is answering really obvious stuff. And I'm going to give you an example here. This is the day after TJ Watt was named the team's MVP. Okay. And you know, you as reporters, we're looking for quotes to fill out a story. People don't understand why we're actually there. We're not there to finger wag and whatever else here. We need X amount of content. Okay. So what you want, you think to yourself, all right, I'm going to ask Tomlin about TJ Watt. I'm going to ask him if he thinks TJ Watt is good. Okay. And what oh. you get, even though he knows why you're doing this, is something like, TJ is TJ. And then he'll look around the room for the next question. Or when we would ask something about James Harrison, he would say, I expect him to be very James Harrison like. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that one?
0: Yes, man. <laughs> like when you walk in a room with him, right? And and you know, like and it's it's, it's oh my god, you're never as good saying, as you. oh
1: I'm not god. writing your story for you. Okay, yeah. which actually occasionally he'll say that. Okay. And you know what he's doing with Mason right now, I believe, is that he's saying, listen that was one game or listen, that was two games. Now you've done it twice. Now we're going into Baltimore and he, he goes a little bit out of his way to point out that Kenny Pickett was the one who won the game for them in Baltimore to end last season. So he's even got that thrown in there as he sees it. I'm sure he sees Mason Rudolph going into these, stadiums right now with something to prove because it's the end of the world if he doesn't do it and why would this coach take his foot off that particular pedal exactly. why would he do that exactly
0: so the reason you get loud and bring it back i'm gonna put up case of case real quick cast real quick dk mm-hmm. is for this the moment that you think you've arrived guess what everybody else do they're probably calling the building down the street that's in uh, New England. They're probably calling Chicago. They're probably calling Dallas. Hey, how you guys attacked them? They're saying that that good. I need to see how good they are. And you were that close to beating them, so th- the powers of be surround you to try to take you down. That's why you really it, it, think about this. If if coaches almost to a TDK can't say this, after, if they can't really even enjoy a Super Bowl, what are they usually saying right after
1: that? Let's go do it again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instantly. Instantly. This is great. Can we do this again next year? It's awesome. You ain't even in the moment right now. No.
0: <laughs> Let's do it again. So that's just the game. And as a pro, it's it's such a fine line on who makes it and who doesn't, who wins and who loses sometimes, that you can never just say, we got our guy when you're in it. Like, we can say it. But when you're in it, you, you can't do that. So Mason's he's good, but we'll leave it at that.
1: Joel says no film on Mason equals half the reason for his success. Eh. There's so much film, dude. He got There's what? Does the do coaches get selective about this stuff? They'll no. go through every preseason, every <laughs> everything. Okay, I mean yeah. he did play. He had a lot of snaps in the preseason. Okay, it's, they yeah. they're looking for they're looking for stuff that we're not looking for. Okay, yeah. they're 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 not looking. Oh, look at that great catch by George Pickens, they couldn't care less. They're watching his footwork, they're watching telemo.
0: But but to your point, Joel Schmidt, does film help them to keep that up there? Does film help them when Mason stands in the pocket with dudes all around his arm and he drops a dime to Deontay or George?
1: <laughs> what what do you say? They rushed we need him. to get after this guy, they did. Duh. We need to rattle him. Well, these guys just didn't. So I'll I'll say this to
0: that. When it's good, just acknowledge that it's okay, Joel. I know what you're saying. Oh, he needs a whole. You're right. He does. But can't you just acknowledge like, "Ah, yeah, that was some good stuff we've seen as of late. They got around him. They got to him, Right? But he
1: still delivered the goods. Dan Moore told me something. This was before Seattle. Not out there. We actually spoke afterward as well. But before Seattle, before we flew out there, he said, I know everybody's focused on, you know, how what, what the state of the Cincinnati Bengals is and not having their quarterback or whatever. But he started mentioning some of the names that they have defensively. And he said, We had to do some stuff. Okay. We, uh-huh. we had to do some stuff out there against these players, yeah. against that defense. Yeah. They have some flaws, obviously, in the secondary. Yeah. Okay. Mason hanging in the pocket. Mason getting things done yeah. in the pocket is that goes across the board. That doesn't have anything to do with the overall quality of the opponent. It just doesn't. Yeah, no. Nah, that, that that's a different thing. I think I I think
0: our guy want to just Joel want to have a moment and that's fair. Um I ain't got nothing I got nothing wrong with you having a moment about Mason. So I'm with it. He just said I like Mason. That's I, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I think you're gonna see you're gonna see people being, you know, especially, oh my goodness, can you imagine if if Mason were to not play well in Baltimore? Oh, the whole thing was a fluke, and it's the last game of the season, it's the last thing we saw, and he'll be dead and buried all over again. Yeah. and no one will acknowledge that these two games ever even existed. But <laughs> these coaches and these evaluators don't do that. Yeah, they're looking for stuff. And I don't believe for a second that Tomlin is going, uh, you know, wow, this quarterback is really playing a mile over his head. This is just too much of it.
0: Just playing ball. Uh, And Joel comes back and says, simply and genuinely curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Joel, to your point, and that's why I said I'm going to be fair to you. Um, Look at the plays that he's made versus the plays that the other guys have made. I think that's the the, the easiest way to kind of parse this. You played against the AFC North team that's got a hell of a defense in the Bengals. You played against the NFC West team where you had to travel to the West Coast and that stadium, the number two loudest stadium in the world as far as NFL, against some really good defensive players, and you beat them too. Let's just take that for what it is and say, if he do it again, heck, I'll buy a jersey.
1: There's a lot of different ways to make sure that this program – continues to be the raging massive success that it's become you can just hit like because that helps our overall algorithm that helps the show get shown to more people you can also uh you can hit subscribe we don't talk about that one but the subscribe function is actually pretty useful for you because it gets you YouTube alerts that lets you know when our programming is coming on. And sometimes that can be a surprise, like the day Matt Canada was fired. And we're up bright and early in the morning and we went live with it. uh, And it was very, very well received by people. Uh, The other thing, meaning in terms of raw numbers, the other thing that you can do is to become a member, as Big Gerbil just did. Yay, yay. Okay, because Big Gerbil knows what it's like uh, to not be a member. You know, he's been there, (laughs) meaning as of like four minutes ago. Uh, The way to become a member here is to go to dkps.net slash join. And I'm going to give it to you again, dkps.net slash join. You have to type that into your URL. Uh, Super serious. I think it's 99 cents a month. Yeah. Although you really don't even have to do that for the first couple of months because there's generally a pile of gifts from uh, any number of contributors uh, waiting for you. So you can you can get through a couple months of it here. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I
0: got a good one right here. It's pretty you solid. Do? It's in the go same ahead. lane. It's, it's Mason Day again, okay? Let's go there. We'll we'll transition to another one in a second. But AJ Balboa, I hadn't seen you in here before, but appreciate you checking us yeah, out yeah. and also being a member. He goes, hey, Mon, great question. Does Coach T take the pulse of the team even directly to see who they want under center? I know it's not a democracy, but if the team wants Mason, that has to mean something. You got to remember that question was asked numerous times. I'm sure you asked it too, DK. Coach T said he wasn't ready. Mason has been the scout team quarterback for a little while. So adjusting to those team reps with those guys that are starters, he probably feels more comfortable throwing to Calvin Austin than he did to George Pickens. It's just that when he got in the game with George Pickens, he realized George can make a crap ton of plays for you. As far as Coach Tomlin understanding that, I personally don't know if he was ready to make that move. Somebody also asked that question earlier too, DK. I got this one for us. Uh, I had a few saved up. It was, do I think, uh, right here from That's was Mitch over Mason because of practical forms or because of money spent? I think a little bit of the money spent. I can say he came in as the number two. You got to think it goes one, two, and three. So when it comes down to checking the, the, the tenor of the team and how coach views it, I look at it and say when it was his time, it was his time. Like Mason probably didn't buy himself enough credence to actually get into that conversation, but he's there now. And then to be honest with you, as far as the tempo of the team, a lot of the guys in the room probably – I know they love Mason, like Mason a lot, mm-hmm. but they probably truthfully didn't know what he was going to be capable of either. How many times can you think about it? How many times have you gone to the third quarterback and felt oh, confident?
1: yeah, regardless of who it is, right? Regardless
0: of who it is, right? You got to think. Look what Cleveland did with their two and three when Deshaun went out. They went and got they're, Flacco.
1: They're four and five. yeah.
0: <laughs> So you, you got to think the psychological part of being a coach sometime probably makes you more hesitant to go to number three, because, heck, if I got to go to number three, that means I'm probably <laughs> a crap out of luck right there.
1: Nick, Nick, yes. Uh, and this is a fair question. It's going to be one of those ones that's better for the offseason when, when you have a, you know, an entire show that you can dedicate to a kind of a topic like this. But why Mitch Trubisky was Tomlin's choice to start those games Excuse me. I would not overthink this. There was a hierarchy that was put in place. It was their depth chart. It's the way they practiced all year, not season, all year, all calendar year long. They practiced with a one, a two, and a three. And the two got infinitely more reps. Okay? On top of that, the two – has the five years of NFL starting. The two had the most recent experience at starting. So that's all it is, Nick. And then from there, what ends up happening? He plays one game. Do you throw him out right after one game? The head coach wasn't inclined to do that. Now, for all we know, and I'm making this up, so don't don't do anything Go ahead. But what if the head coach says to Mason behind the scenes, hey, hey. You let's uh get sharp there.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Get sharp. I might need you.
0: Here's here's my theory, too. You mind if I go that route, whether it's conspiracy or not. You got to think we're also where um uh, where where Mitch came from, too. He came from Buffalo, who was fire hot at the time behind Josh Allen. You know who else is also in um Buffalo, Sean McDermott, him and coach T are real nice. Friends, from my understanding, I think they crossed paths one or two times in their upcoming to be head coaches. Him probably getting a vouch from Sean McDermott probably played a little bit into it. whether well, right or wrong, and I can vouch. I've vouched for people before and been wrong, too. So that's just my side of it, just thinking, well, he probably listened to his guy and thought he was the dude. He also got paid. I see Benjamin saying that, too. Mitch's paycheck, I think, definitely had a play in it also. was too. Human to. nature. Human yes, nature. Absolutely. We know these answers. Y'all just want us to say, well, he thought Mason was trash and Coach T was wrong. That I don't think that's it. It's just you got to go through the pecking order.
1: And, and yeah, and I, I don't I, I really I would not when you're talking about something like which quarterback was used at which time. Again, I'm always talking about sliding back and trying to see the bigger picture as much as possible while Moan loses his mind over there. I did.
0: he said, William McDuffie cracked me by saying, well, his vouchers sucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Sean McDermott. Go ahead, DK.
1: <laughs> but the, the bigger issue, I think, than anything that's related to Mitch or even Kenny, for that matter, from an evaluation standpoint, is that the other guy was here all along. And if he was in fact learning and processing and improving, like just to give you a, a small example here, one of the things that we talked about, you might remember this, Moan, in the preseason, as it related to Mason, was, "Hey, did you notice the happy feet are gone?" Oh, remember that? Yeah, we would say that. Oh, and it was like that was one of Mason's big problems. Was this? He was doing this, mm-hmm. and it was like, dude, just just play the position. Play what ball. are you doing? Okay. Then you saw him in the preseason and he talked about it too. He said, You're not going to see that from me ever again. It's just, he worked at it. He worked at it. He got better. Okay. And and as a result, all of this happened. But how is it that everybody, and remember, it's not just the Steelers, because Mason was available to exactly 32 franchises. He was for a while. Okay. Everybody. Missed this, and you've got a lot of teams right now. I guarantee you, not just Pittsburgh that are going, Whoa, who the yeah. heck is this? Yeah. Hey, who missed this? Yeah. Turning around at their advanced scouts and the people that study film. Who missed this?
0: Yeah. And, and to that point though, too, Joel Schmidt makes another point. I don't know why I keep saying this stuff today, but said dude's a statue.
1: He I means think, that in a good way, I think.
0: He, I think that's what this offense needs. Yeah, this this isn't for Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, for now, this isn't Baltimore. This isn't you know mm-hmm. Chicago. This isn't Cincy. This isn't Baker Mayfield in Tampa. This isn't Desmond Ritter. You know what I'm saying? It's not that style of offense. So I think it works better for what he we got fits. going on.
1: Yes, he fits. I I'm trying to think if it was Max Starks or somebody that I ran into in Seattle who just said he he fits. Okay, this is what they need. They needed somebody. Uh, Merrill Hodge said something. Similar Merrill Hodge still keeps an eye on the games and everything and just said that this is what this what this football team in this offense needed more than anything else was someone who just doesn't get. How did he put it? It was such a great terminology. Maybe some of you heard it and you'll and you'll share it with me. But he's oh, distressed pocket. Oh, he said he handles a distressed pocket better than most quarterbacks in the NFL. He just hangs on. Mm -hmm. So even on those rare occasions when you've seen him get sacked, which, by the way, has only happened twice in these two games total. Wow. Shout out to the offensive line as well. Knock on
0: wood right there. They go on the Baltimore DK. (laughs) Uh,
1: Right, exactly. And for him to to hang in there in these distressed pockets has been just – it's a dream for these linemen. It picks them up. But more than anything, it results in George doing ridiculous things 30 yards downfield. That's very true. And and here's the thing, too,
0: in case he brings up another thing. And everybody said this, too. Okay. I can't believe Mace was number three. And, and here's the thing, though, too. Everybody somewhat goes through this unless you're a high first rounder. Hmm. Like, everybody's always looking to get replaced. The guys in-house need to overprove themselves that they're worthy. I was one of those dudes that had to overprove myself of being worthy. I was. Second year in the league, started... 12 games, Super Bowl starter and everything. You know what happened the next year? They drafted a guy in my position. Okay? Keith, what was it? Keith Williams in my position. Okay? You know what I had to do? Knock him off. I'm like, I'm right here. I am right here. Guess what? It's a wasted draft pick at this point. Okay? And then the next year, you know what happened? Mm. Castro. Yeah. What I was playing right guard. You know what position Dave played all his life? I believe it was right guard. It was right guard. <laughs> so, I'm telling y'all this to say this don't feel sorry. This stuff happens all the time. It's just a matter of how you handle it. Mason told you he's about to go sell real estate. I see John Lee Ramon still soft. I ain't soft, my brother. I played 11 years in this thing. Do I understand how this business works? And I'm always warn a guy this is just how the game goes. There's no other way around it. The in house dudes have to always prove themselves, especially if they're low round or they hadn't been consistent starters or they're not a Pro Bowl-type dude early. Think about how many guys have come through. Roosevelt Nix was a freaking Pro Bowl fullback. The next year, he was cut. You always got to prove yourself in this league. There is no, hey, you're going to get it because you was here before him and you were in-house. There's always a
1: shiny new toy outside. So I give some grace there. You guys will like this, I think. When, uh, when I came back from Seattle, my, my – my wife and daughter came out to the airport to pick me up, and I'm explaining some of what happened. You no, know, they're not into sports at all, right? Mm-hmm. But just like, how was the trip? Kind of question, right? Yeah, yeah. Explaining what happened with you know, especially with Mason Rudolph, because the, our, our family knows him from d- different circumstances, right? Now, how did Mason do? How did he know whatever? So I told him, like how was it that he was, you know, lost like that? Didn't they see him play in the minor leagues? Was my daughter's question. Think what? about that for a second. <laughs> okay, but sometimes it takes that kind of totally empty, dry erase board perspective to understand what we're looking at here. Yeah. If the NFL had a minor league, and Mason were to be assigned to it, and Mason was doing this stuff somewhere else, none of this happens. No. Okay. I don't want to get into a whole nother discussion on minor leagues or whatever, but I'm saying when people say, how did they not know? How did they, whatever, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. When you're buried on an NFL depth chart, you are buried. You do start thinking about commercial real estate and other options as Mason talked about, you know, and that's how it happens. It's not, it's not like in baseball, you can keep up with, all of your favorite players yeah. in Double A AA and Triple A every day. You can buy a package to watch them play in Indianapolis and in Altoona and and everywhere else. Right. <laughs> Same go. thing goes for hockey all over the world. You can watch all your favorite prospects if they're playing in some cave in Finland. You can watch them. In football, they're they're gone. Yeah. You they're don't out. see practices. We're not even allowed to report on what we see in practices. Okay. So all of this is just like, how did Mason disappear? That's how.
0: Yeah, it is. And and to that point, you can either run with it or you can run away from it, like legitimately. That, uh, and, and those moments, if you right-minded, motivate you when your real opportunity comes. Oh, Same way as with so
1: Darren Watts says it with James Harrison, right? So much so. Patrick Mason says, you don't know how a guy's going to react to bullets flying until the bullets fly. Yeah facts. That's, that's why the head coach is always pumping up that stadium stuff like we talked about. Because it's the only part of the week you can't control.
0: Yep. It's you know doggone noise, DK. Because again, when you walk into that trap and take over it and control them, you've won. You've beat them, DK. Godly. Uh, yeah, that's big good time. Good stuff, huh? Hey, that good is big stuff time. That's big a great from, conversation from
1: you guys. From everybody today. Really, really good stuff. Hey, we're going to call it a day. We have a couple more shows this week uh, before uh, I'll head out to Baltimore Friday night, assuming the, the the weather participates. You drive always, yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, I kind of like a little unwritten rule where it if it's if it's five hours or right in that range, yeah, I'll drive just because it's all in your control. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know? for sure. Running like I was the other morning in Seattle, Aha! which which concourse has the Starbucks? I gotta run to the uh, and you know. This way, just get in the car. If you want to take one of your own pillows from home, you can do that. If you don't like the hotel pillows, you throw them yeah. in
0: the trunk. You the know gr- it- the The Green Goddess got you, though. You're trying to figure out which which terminal or concourse she's located in, meaning Mrs. Starbucks. Wow. Oh, yeah. The, the, the green. green Goddess got you. That's crazy.
1: Hanover Fist asks, Show Friday? Look at all those, those Is water marks. wet. Huh. Yeah,
0: we'll be here Friday. Does a bear crap in the wood and wipe his butt with a rabbit? Yes. Okay. The answers to those. <laughs>
1: that's my southern what? style.
0: That's 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 the southern me coming out. you never heard that? <laughs> I did now. Uh, give give us some of y'all things that DK's never heard in the comments, real quick, too. In the extras, a bear crapping in the wood and wiping his butt with a rabbit.
1: Yeah, oh, on, no. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of WTHs. <laughs> You're also getting the Spice Creations coming in with some some heavy duty emojis here. Uh, what the hell and everything else here?
0: And yes, man, y'all missed it, DK Greg. I had an epic hump day, and you missed it,
1: man. <laughs> Rochelle cracked
0: her real quick, man. That's Look at awesome. her.
1: Good, good stuff. All right, guys, we'll uh, we'll be right back in a in a jiffy. Yeah. People are like, no, I've never heard that. <laughs> no, that's a that's new so one good. too. Yeah, that's a new one. Uh, hey guys, I want to say something. This is going to sound like pandering, and I really don't care. Yeah, do but it. Some of the input that we got today, some of the questions and everything, this is like one of the better episodes from the from the you standpoint. It was. I, I'm speaking. Ramon might feel differently. No, go ahead. I thought it was too yeah I mean we just got good stuff and people were funny and everything else here i, I know that there's different i don't watch I'm gonna be honest with you here a whole lot of YouTube like like going around and checking out youtubers and stuff so I don't really know how we're supposed to do this show. well you know what I'm saying like I yeah. don't know what the, what's the template on this? So for all I know, there might be people that just ignore their comments and just yeah. kind of let them happen on their own. we keep you guys involved. We yeah. we we like it.
0: Yeah, I do. The guy over here to
1: my side really likes it. I, love I, I was sitting. I was physically sitting next to him in Nashville when this happened the first time. And he I was remember. like, this is awesome. I knew
0: this is what we needed to do because we speak about Stiller Nation. How are we going to do a video and not involve them?
1: Right? Yeah. And you guys kind of turned it over. Why would, if we had people watching us from, you know, Japan or Vietnam or wherever, okay. Why would we not want to bring them in? Bring them in, yeah. No, no. This is some cool stuff. Sense.
0: But today I did think was one of those awesome days. Like, legitimately, it was like, all right, well, this is our angle we're going to. We didn't even talk about our angle that we were going to start the show. It. It was Jalen Warren. I mean, hell Jalen yeah, Warren. That we were going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Right?
1: Go ahead and share that. Yeah, you I, have I saw, something. I remember that. I saw a comment and me being
0: an undrafted bitter guy. Uh <laughs> that was a good one. That was for you, right there, my guy. Uh, coach, 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 coach said this. Falk, Falk said this. Oh, yeah. We had a draftable grade on Jalen Warren.
1: Eddie Faulkner. Today. Eddie
0: Faulkner, Eddie Faulkner. Yeah. It's like, you did. Oh, you did. Oh, now that he's successful, you had a, a, a draftable grade on him, huh? Because
1: you heard the same yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: oh, oh, you had a draftable grade on Jalen, huh? I what bet you did round,
1: What mythical round were you drafted in? I forgot. Was it third? I, I
0: think it was the 13th round, DK. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you had a draft. Why didn't you draft him then?
0: You fools. Oh, Bill My Dog. Well, was- in
1: fairness, I think with running backs. You can have a ranking of players and what you think of the players and also recognize that everybody's available after the draft because they're running backs. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's very true. Um, In hindsight, everybody whiffed, including the Steelers. Everybody. I
0: I, I bet if you ask Jalen now, it's like, hey, man, Coach said he had a draftable grade on His first reply is going to be, well, where the hell was he at during the draft?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, worst worst two days of my life. What are you doing? Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, yo,
0: for real. For real. I had a kid at the time, man. But yeah, that was that was some cool, cool stuff, man. We might start off tomorrow with throwback Thursday. I don't know what we're gonna do tomorrow, man. Coach T might drop some hot fire for us. Either way, you guys make this awesome.
1: Awesome. All right, guys. We'll see everybody. T- oh, and thanks to Rochelle. I always have to throw that in at the end.
0: Definitely. Thanks, Rochelle. And and Joel, you too. People want to feel like they're getting their yeah, money. Yeah, Joel on. had
1: a good show. I you have to did. stay here.
0: Yeah. Joel, since Joel's Kyle? I like that. You, since the Kyle fella, man? Where's Kyle at anyway, man? He was in here know. now he's gone.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, man. All right, guys. Uh, we'll do it tomorrow. Peace, good people. Appreciate mm-hmm. y'all. <laughs>